right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. And your daughter Lala. And my daughter, who I am holding right now. This is a Taco Bell unsustainable business model. She will not be quiet for the next 55 minutes or however long we need. It's going to be pretty hard for her to make any sounds with her entire fist in her mouth. She's got her whole hand in her face. That's good. That's a, she that's like self-reliance, John. That Guillermo is not, del Toro monster. That is not using the <laughs> pacifier. <laughs> My sister sucked her fingers till she was 14. Not bad. Good hey, luck. whatever gets you through the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know we can all relate to that. Speaking of holiday season, guys, it kind of kicked our butts a little bit as far as scheduling an episode sorry we missed one last week for you guys but did you guys have any good holiday moments or memories i erased them all with sake unfortunately i spent all of my uh holiday adjusting to zoloft my new antidepressant that i've been <laughs> taking uh haven't drank in 55 days i wow. feel i feel a congratulations lot of, a lot of emotion yeah, and, uh, I'm trying to medicate it away. Yeah. So, so when you, you that, feel you emotion, the dull, the pain. Yeah. You're now more emotional, as in you hear a song and you're like, "That's beautiful," and it makes you want to cry. No, it's or just rage. No, it's someone p- save, someone save, pure someone rage. Save my life tonight. Wow, pure rage. Yeah, I want Sugar to. Uh, I want to ram cars in traffic. Oh. I want to. Do they write that on the bottle? They they do say um, mood swings. Well, I don't. Here's the thing. My psychiatrist has told me that the drugs haven't worked yet because nothing has a shine or sheen on it anymore you know like all the things i used to enjoy <laughs> are just uh, dull and and you know sad uh and he says when that comes back then you know it's working but until then i have to fight through this uh ma- manic irish rage rage that i wow gifted. i've noticed that we haven't hung out in about mm, 55 days yeah it's been a while <laughs> me and john don't really see each other anymore <laughs> Um, I'm home a lot, um, hanging out with my kid, which he's seeing out first. Which it's a great out, you know, turn of events for me. He's like, that's "Daddy, the, Daddy, you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." That's the Christmas movie you never see. Right, the single dad at Chuck, home. Single uh, dad learns Zoloft. Fun fact: <laughs> uh, Zoloft ruined my best friend's life. Really? So this might be two for two. Mm, can't wait. Coming at this rate. Yeah. I mean, you have your Zoloft. Little baby here has her fist. That's right. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the night. Did you at least get any presents? You, do you guys even celebrate? I don't know. I know John has a, a Christopher Hitchens-esque hatred of the holiday season. Oh, we celebrated all right. <laughs> In about six different states. Yeah, John was all All sorts globe. of horrific family members. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, I survived somehow. Uh no, no real uh, tales of woe or happiness. Just uh, sublime boredom. It sounds a lot like being on Zola. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, breakfast. Do we have breakfast today? Or perhaps a wonderful holiday breakfast? Oh, no, never had a holiday breakfast. My breakfast today, though. If you will, uh, you may be privy to this information on our Patreon-only Slack chat. We'll be posting a video of it. Uh, it's basically me eating two junior breakfast burritos from Sonic at once. One was a tomato, onion, and bacon, and the other one was There's a, that umami flavor. a cheesy potato, and I ate them both together, and it all just tasted like tomorrow's vomit. Oh, dear. Yeah, and I, it, I did that for the culture because I'm, I have a hemorrhoid, and that is going to ruin me tomorrow. 
Let's <laughs> say John. We all have hemorrhoids. Yours are just inflamed. <laughs> yeah, mine's lit. Let's say John was trying to steal Chuck's weapon by using a mommy against him. That's right. That'd be like Chuck using a Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. <laughs> we all have our go to. Uh, in my defense, I use Schadenfreude when applicable, whereas Chuck will use <laughs> nope. it describing, uh, Umami. I don't know, a, a, a red hot. No, I think I did it for a. Uh, I think I did it for a, a jelly bean today. Oh, yeah, right it was on. the umami well jelly beans. My breakfast was taken from the toddler stash of healthy things. My boy, plain Cheerios and a banana. Don't forget that drool I saw you like. Wiping into your also own the John was disgusted by me wiping my baby's drool onto my sleeve. You don't know that dad life. That's just dad life. He my- wiped it on his sleeve, wiped it on his hand. What you didn't notice is when I walked in, his entire left shoulder was just soaked in baby <laughs> drool. It's it's now evaporated, but it was it looked. I like- look much like as John pointed out earlier off air. Like Jeremy Davies in the film Ravenous. Yes, but my shirt is not soaked from sick man outside from the dr- the, the, the melted snow on my shirt. It is just baby <laughs> drool. And Keith was unfilmable today. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, we might throw a picture up. Oh, my hair is not quite. I, I don't know if you've washed it in probably. It's the been new a while. Year. Yeah. I, but you I, look good. Some, there's there, you got that. There's oh, something <laughs> about Mary. Uh, there's something about Mary hair gel going on. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, since it's a new year. With the new year comes my girlfriend's New Year's resolution, <laughs> which are always, in fact, really mine. Her, her resolutions for me, right? So uh, we are. She going... assigns you resolutions, correct? Yes. So we are going on what's called a cleanse, uh, which means no sugar, uh, no alcohol. Uh, there's lots of no's. There's other no's. I think maybe no carbs. Is that part of a cleanse, uh, Chuck? You. This seems like something you tried, like in a desperate. I... I don't do cleanses. I one time had a high colonic in New York City. Woo! Yeah, just clean me out. Just clean me out. I was going to say, John, you are not the picture of health. No. No. And my wife, who works in medicine, every now and then we hear various segments of the podcast. Right. Be it through editing or just putting it together. Correct. And her eyebrows raise, and she says things like, like, has John consulted a doctor? So my concern with this cleanse is, as you not being the picture of health. Right. Have you consulted with any medical professional about this idea? Well, I mean, oh man, or my daughter. <laughs> that, was, that was actually just me moaning with the thought of visiting a doctor. <laughs> I, 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 I consider like my like level of health like I'm like Bert Young and Rocky kind of maybe Rocky one, not Rocky like not like dying Bert Young yet. But uh, <laughs> every time I go like I, I got that concussion recently, I go to the doctor and I'm always just stunned. To find out that I'm fi- everything's fine, mm. I'm always like, "So do I have diabetes? Is that it?" <laughs> and like, no. I'm like, "Do I have like blood pressure problems, cholesterol?" Like, not some, not really. Not even gout. <clears throat> nope, not gout. Ga- I want gout. <laughs> I desperately want gout. That is the king's disease. <laughs> so you wear that like it's a badge of honor. That's yeah. right. And yeah. You get a giant cane. I'd have. I, you know what? I'd, I'd eschew the cane. Mm-hmm. I'd go like Civil War era uh, crutches, lavishly decorated. Turn your god phone off. This is the most stressful podcast I've ever been involved in. <laughs> There's a baby who's There's crying. Baby. Jesus. And Keith, Keith is... Phone's go, I'm standing up. Phone's and, going and moving. off. It's been... It's been uh, headphoneless. It's harrowing out here. But we did do a podcast uh, once with uh, baby, uh, Parish Baby Number 1, and he was, he was a saint. I just held him the whole time. 
But and yeah, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Lala. Little, little, old, little baby, baby Chase Buddy Bunger was good at it. Old Julian Andrews over here. Julian Andrews tastes like Cheerios. She's mm-hmm. got working that Jules Verne. <laughs> good grief! Uh, uh, but good. for for so for breakfast, uh, I had uh, what what she thinks was just protein powder. <laughs> but don't worry, boys. <laughs> I get, I went out and I walked up the street and got myself a roast beef Sammy around eleven o'clock. Ooh. And I think that categorizes itself as breakfast. It is. Where from? Mitchell Deli. Oh, Mitchell's. I was Carlos. Severe roast beef sandwich at Mitchell's. Love it there. Well, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode does anyone have anything they need to apologize for you mean besides God having you, a baby, baby on the podcast <laughs> uh i'll apologize for if you listen to uh the our most recent podcast where keith and i went through new year's uh, resolutions you may have noticed me uh shivering and stuttering while trying to read uh because i was outside in the dark mm. <laughs> so uh, i sounded a little bit like chuck reading last night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but that's because i was freezing what's left of my balls off so happy poly lodges everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd like to apologize to the uh, okc thunder i bought the bait i bought it hook line and sinker it was uh you know they weren't playing well i was we were reading body language you know it made me feel like they were a, a failed experiment and i was completely wrong they're awesome they are awesome. They are frightening. They've got uh, a point. Uh, was his uh, Terrence Ferguson, ASAP Ferg, going hard last night? It, it, is that a hip hop reference? I it is. Um, yeah, Keith. I need. To, we need to write a glossary for Keith's hip hop yeah. references. You need to get Shay Serrano on the on the on the pod just to explain things. To but yeah, Keith uh, <laughs> it, it looks like they have uh, sort of righted the ship, and they might, you know, with uh, the rest of the season ahead of them, you know get into shape for the playoffs and actually be a menace. So I'm sorry, Thunder fans, whoever I've, you know, offended. They really, with Carmelo sort of taking a back seat between that, they have that devastating pick and roll with Adams and Westbrook. And then George, defensively, the whole team is really, 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 really scary. Well, George, is he still leading the league in steals? And then you have Steven Adams, who I think is leading the league in offensive rebounding. He's still shooting an incredible amount. Right. Incredible percentage. Yeah, Thunder looking pretty good. My apology is to another Western Conference team. Actually, I might have two apologies. One, on our last full episode, which was, you know, maybe exactly two weeks ago, I stated, will the Rockets ever lose? <laughs> yes, they lost many, many times. Yeah, they got really. Many, you put the stink on them, son. Many times. Uh, mm-hmm. they, had, they had a losing streak. Then James Harden got hurt. Now he's out for a couple weeks. So... Apologies, Rockets fans and anyone else looking for accurate prognostication. It's the Parish curse. I got him with the old Parish curse. Parish curse. <laughs> Another apology. When we were talking about Arvidas Sabonis a couple weeks ago, this is this is very well. This I'm is sh- kind of embarrassing. I mean, John was making some Goodfellas jokes about because Arvidas Sabonis and Ray Liotta, bit of a doppelganger, mm-hmm. working there, and he was making some jokes about players. If RVS what I should him. have said was, Bonzi, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. We, she. Some of our Portland listeners pointed out that those players we listed did not actually play. Terry mm. Porter never played with Arvidas Sabonis. Rashid had a system where he sliced the garlic very thin. <laughs> yeah. It was a good system. So, I mean, it could have been, been Steve Smith, you know. Right. Brian Scotty, Grant. Scotty but Pippen. In, in yeah. our defense, when you think, when you're 35 years old and you think of the Blazers, 
You think about Blazers, Bulls, Blazers. Yeah, you think worst. about scoring 50 points with Terry Porty. Yeah. And also, one of the tenets of our podcast, never let the facts interfere with the joke. Oh, yeah. you damn right. <laughs> All right. Well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we move to our steak and eggs best thing, I believe we have some Patreon listener submitted croissant questions. Croissant query. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. These are the questions submitted by our Patreon supporters, the croissant questionnaire. Our first question is from Monte World Peace. He asks... Keith described the baby swing in the baby dungeon as an obstacle from an early Nintendo game. Since that's what I assume all of reality is, how many lives do each of you have? There was a time I thought that I had put in that Contra cheat code and had unlimited lives. It is becoming readily apparent that I, I think I got like two left. Mm-hmm. How many have you I might, used? I might be on my last life. Well, think That's the question. <sighs> This is too dark. Can someone else answer this, please? Yeah, I think uh, life is a constant uh, regenerative process, so I'm probably going to die soon and then be reborn. Um, but right now, my health bar is at its bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if it was like an RPG and like you know, I've, we had happiness like or a magic bar, I'd, I'd have negative. So yeah, that's that's well, where I, I'm at. I was looking for some real. I assumed. The pair of you. Okay, I have 420. Real... Chuck has 69. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> is that what you were waiting for? I assume base human <laughs> had some real near-death experiences where you're like, well, probably used a life right, a life right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been shot at. Okay. Uh, been in a bar fight with knives. That's um, called a knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had an Irish Catholic mother. Mm. <laughs> so all these things, yeah, I probably have a few lives. Um, you slept with many prostitutes. I have, I have been fast and loose with my sexual health, <laughs> um, and yeah. So you run a brothel STDs from your home. Were your Korean War conflict? That's what it was. Gonorrhea was was my. You were basically a, a Vietnam veteran without ever having gone to war. Yeah, that's what you've done. That's exactly what I am. The very least, she's a veteran. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I got that. Keith, can you tell us why you have a uh, pharmaceutical grade uh, search laser lights, lights, laser lights that it's are pen size? The survivalist lunatic family so comes from someone Chuck, in your Chuck has picked a package up off the table. It is an emergency only. It was a Christmas present. Do not point I that am, at my baby's eyes. I am Jordan no, do, LaForge. Do not point that at that baby. You may melt ah! it. You'll melt that baby. My dad bought everyone in the family. Knew it. Emergency only. Two hundred and fifty lumens. What is that? A beacon. See, you can just see a that beacon from... to leave in your car, and and he gives us the present. It's not fair that your dad can enjoy Trump having a giant nuclear button <laughs> and simultaneously <laughs> prepare us for it. It's not that's a double standard, right? Hey guys, it's gonna pop off. So here's the thing that can help you get found in rubble. My my dad, my dad when he gave the present, I think it was a stocking stuffer to all the children. Yeah. He said. Uh, my hope is you never have to use this. Yeah. It literally is a beacon. Right. It's like, oh, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Paul, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of my... Although, hey, my dad totally won Christmas. What did he do? Oh. He, he just wrote a giant check. Yeah, check this out. What? Yeah, Keith told me about this on the phone. So so, so my my dad 
my dad, who usually gives like a pretty good present, like the Reverend Parish. It's not it's not always expected, but every now and then I'd be like, oh, I got an iPad Mini. That was really cool. Um, and this year. He your just, parents gave you're a 37 year old man. Your parents give you stuff like iPad Mini. Yeah, my dad, my parents will normally give like. I'm one about to murder kind, you. Do you want to see what my parents gave me? One kind of the cool only thing. thing my parents gave me this money clip, which probably cost ten bucks. Yeah. Well, no one loves me. That's it. The only eh. the only gifts I finish got, your story. I'm I, furious now. I got John's uh, uh, socks and scarf, and my mom gave me a shirt that was far too large. It says "Irish and proud." How the hell is there a my, shirt my, that's far too large? <laughs> my dad, who is I think lower middle class, like right. we didn't have we didn't have things growing up, but this year for Christmas, instead of like a, a, a like a nice gift like that, he just wrote a pretty big check. Whoa. They would buy you an iPad Mini. Is your dad sick? Uh, yeah, he he isn't. He's done this before, actually, randomly one time. When people get sick; they give stuff away, man. Yeah, yeah. But ah, here, take this. He, take he, this beautiful he jacket. Printed I'm out, he printed out a list of thirty things he'd been considering buying, <laughs> and it was just like new gas grill, Garmin GPS, Sonos Three Play System. Wow! Uh, like it literally was a but like thirty a list of thirty. I'm bumping much, your dad from lower middle class to solid middle class. I'm telling no, I'm telling you, not like like. You go through your whole life with with never buying alcohol or going out to eat. Yeah, maybe you have a little coin. Your dad's upper retired. class now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so anyway, he he wrote he just wrote a check. It was like buy a, try to buy two. Is your of these dad things. that Mad Money guy <laughs> probably has that book. Anyway, so that was a pre- that was a pretty good Christmas present. That's amazing I, I, so, to let him off the hook for the signal flare that will save our lives. Yeah, yeah in the up, upcoming apocalypse. Maybe anyway, we're on a croissant query. Chuck is now holding the baby. All right, another another croissant query. Feeling Minnesota asks, as Grizz fans, how much more losing would you have to endure before wanting Gasol and or Conley set free to a winning situation, a la George Henderson slapping Harry for his own good until he slinks back into the forest with fellow Sasquatch? That is the most beautiful analogy I've ever heard. Gorgeous. Go back and live with the other Wendigo. There is a tear in my eye. I mean... It would have to be a lot of losing, like more losing. Because right now I still like feel like this might be kind of an awesome scenario. Or I, this may be, you know, be complete cognitive dissonance. But if you're going to, you know, the last year of the tankathon, Right. Th- and, and Conley's injured, this is a good year to, you know, finish near the bottom. I'm with you, John. And it probably also is what every fan deludes themselves into right. believing that this could be a perfect situation to get an influx of a single top five, top seven talent in the draft. Like, I'd so, rather do that than trademark for something that's not going to be that good. However, as far as the Harry and the Henderson analogy, if they do get traded, I want them to go to good situations. Like, I want yes. them to go back into the happy forest of LeBron James or something. Right. I, I don't know how many awesome situations are out there for them. But like if they ended up on a Spurs, Spurs. you know. Oof. But I don't. But no one's trading no. for Conley, and and because no his Achilles might break. And Mark's not been playing extremely well this year. His PR is lower than it's been in some time. I mean, Mark's playing about as well as he can play on that. So I yeah, I think John and I both want what's best for them. Right. But we think actually staying with the family might be best. Right yeah, I, I want him to stick around. I haven't reached that point. Uh, I know this wasn't the question, but. What do you want to happen with the Heat, Chuck? I have 
no clue what they should or should Yeah, when we do. talked about the heat on that uh, resolution podcast, well, no idea what to make of them. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have any like opportunity f- to do anything through the draft because we don't have a draft pick until 2022, 50 years <laughs> from now. Um, but yeah, I guess you got to, you know, be a playoff team, which they are. Yes, they're uh, they're a playoff team like covered with injuries. Even. Right, even with, you know, James Johnson's been out and Dragic and um, Dragic and uh, to quote Gary Oldman in the professional, everyone. And, and what's crazy <laughs> is they had a really bad year last year with injuries too in the first half, and then the second half they look good. So maybe uh, Project Pat needs to get a better uh, training staff out here. Hey, they, yeah, maybe those guys need to stop going to King of Diamonds on you know. Sundays. You haven't had he's right. Any... He's right. Miami subs. He's right. He's right. Haven't had any blood clot issues this season. Right. It's been, it's almost been like we're cursed somewhat. Um, but whatever. Pat Riley offered a goat sacrifice to get LeBron to come. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, like if the team's healthy, that's, you know, that's a five, four seed in the East. And but is that what you want? Well, it's how you get somebody to, it's, oh, it's okay. Bobo. Oh, no, 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 no. Here, here, here. It's it's how you get free agents to come to a great city with a great franchise and uh, a, a system. You know they've they've got a culture there, and you know there's a lot of talk about culture and blah 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 and all that stuff. But even in Brooklyn, you're seeing you know a team that if they figured it out from the front office down, that they can you know win and maybe attract somebody in the future. And that's Chuck, that's as, my a, as a Grizzlies fan, let me tell you how quickly a culture can vanish. <laughs> you guys yeah. never had a culture. Grit I mean, and grime was a culture. Grit grime was a, a fluke because you guys got a few good players and a you know a clueless front office who, you know, managed to, you know, fail its way into success. But I will I think, not dispute what you just said. Right. And I think Miami yeah. has like actual vision and, you know, can kind of pick players better than, you know. Uh, you had a LeBron James. Yeah. I, yeah. But we're well, gonna, we had, every we're team that talks about culture is. Well, I mean, we won in 06. We won in 06 building around a, a, Dwayne fading, Wade and Shaquille O'Neal. a fading superstar and a rising superstar in Bennett Salvatore. Right. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a, you know, but there is hope and there are ways to win. I mean, you've, you've got to wait a couple years for the, uh, for the Warriors to kind of fizzle out, but. You know, it's a good time to be bad and to, you know, maybe pick up a draft pick in the future. That does that is mentioning the Warriors does remind me how everyone has written their I told you the Grizzlies were going to fall apart. Right. Pieces. Well, I'm telling you right now, the Warriors will eventually fall apart. You heard it here first. (laughs) And I'm gonna gloat. I'm gonna gloat when that happens. Yeah, you'll say that they're they're gonna lose in the playoffs. That's right. Eventually. One day. Those were our croissants. Questions. I keep wanting to say queries. We can never make up our minds. Question. The question questionnaire from our Patreon supporters. If you want to submit questions to the croissant questionnaire, you have to become a Patreon supporter. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Going there, you get access to exclusive content. You can join the very popular $3 a month Slack chat. Maybe it was your New Year's resolution to support the art you like. Well, hey, do that by going to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. And if you don't go, go support somebody else at least. Yeah. Come on, guys. Support your local artists. Support art. Anyway, patreon.com slash... This is art. (laughs) (laughs) Content creators. (laughs) Patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week or two weeks? Well, at the end of the year, the one and only base god, Lil B, uh, provided us with a blessing 
uh, gave us a, a completed rundown of every team that uh, currently owns the base god blessing. Uh, and what I found that since uh, January 3rd or December 30th, when the base god passed this blessing along, the teams who he blessed, I've said bless a lot, bless have, you, have been great. They've been 11 and 5 uh, over that time, uh, completely uh, going ape nuts it's really not that good of a record i'm stretching for content that's pretty good well, I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. good well how old did he bless i would also say the blessings of i i should name cover your ears base god he's a front runner Uh-oh. so yes he, he the, te- the, the good teams the good that he blessed have done pretty well he did however I, I wanna, add the grizzlies to the list <clears throat> oh did he now? so that hasn't well, he they, also, they, they've won a few games. He also had the uh, he also had the Kings on there, so it wasn't like all you know. Well, it was the Kings and the and the the Knicks, but you know those aren't. The you worst realize teams. the Nuggets though they they messed up the social media vice president or whatever the person running the tw- the the Nuggets Twitter account when the Nuggets were left off of said list he tweeted out who is this little base god oh no oh. and then the Nuggets lost to an Embiidless I believe Sixers. That night, mm. if it was an Embiidless team, I think it might have been. The well, same. most of the teams are an Embiidless yes. team right. in the league. It was definitely an Embiidless <laughs> team. Elementary, <laughs> but yeah, I, they they lost to the Sixers. Sixers fans rejoicing that they had been blessed, and the Nuggets social media guy had screwed up, got himself in trouble. My best thing of the week is Manu Ginobili throwing a two-handed entry pass that goes into the basket. However. No officials see it go into the basket. Michael Beasley, being the, you know, experienced uh, tricker. MVBs. Of, 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 of officials he is. He uh, just grabs the ball and, and goes the other way like nothing has happened. Uh, the sideline starts yelling. Eventually, the referees realize this pass went in, and they go to video review to d- determine, yes, in fact, the ball went in the bucket. No one saw it go in. It looked incredible. I mean, Popovich Just immediately Just like you drew it. it up, baby. The play was hilarious. It was funny. I'm here to say, however, for all you people being like, how does an official miss that? The outside official, when Mono Ginobili throws a two-handed pass, his job is not to monitor that pass. So the ball went in. You have to under- I can at least understand uh, how they did not notice. The guy monitoring the post isn't necessarily looking at the ball going into the basket. The other official on the other side of the court, he's probably in charge of it. But, but, but again, when you see a player go into a passing motion, you're not looking at the rim, assuming the ball's going to go in. So I have some sympathy. Also, and I haven't mentioned this in a while, when I refed high school basketball, yeah. same situation, John. No way. There was a game, and I still don't know whether the ball went in or not because we didn't have video. But there was a play where uh, one team started yelling the ball went into the basket, and I thought it was an air ball. On a pass, like I was like, I saw it hit the net, but I wasn't looking at it, right? Because that wasn't yeah, a, you wasn't, saw the net flip up. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't a shot, and and I, and I tried to do like the honest thing, and, and my other partners like, no, one, the baseline guy didn't see it, the other guy didn't see it. We we, we asked, we like asked the scores table, like, did the ball go in? And and they they were arguing. <laughs> so what did like, you do? Well, we ruled that it was just out of bounds, like mm. so, you know, because our ball went out of bounds, and so uh, I don't know if the ball went in. One coach was like, "No, the ball went in the basket. Ball in the basket." Like the scorekeeper, ball went in the basket. The official scorebook, why did the ball didn't go in? Yeah, so that they couldn't make the up their book. minds. I'm like, fine, I don't. So I don't, I don't know what happened, but mm. that it was a, a hilarious play. You'd think that uh, during a basketball game that there would be uh, someone's job uh, to look to make sure the ball goes in the basket, like that would be an official job. 
Like I someone who's I, just always looking at the basket. I mean, <laughs> if I know Keith, and I think I do, this would be a very low-wage position. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads me to think this is perhaps a church league or girls no, league. It was a high school game. Which makes me think maybe one to two officials max. We mm. had th- we did have three refs. Oh, wow. Wow, well, why isn't somebody looking at that basket? <laughs> you need a basket hawk. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, you know... I feel I I feel bad for the refs, but also the, the play was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't feel bad like the uh, I think it was on Christmas or the day after Christmas where Giannis Antetokounmpo won a game by stepping out of bounds and then dunking. Same situation. The baseline ref, you don't assume a player is going to put his foot out of bounds, mm-hmm. and if you're standing within like a, two feet of the guy, right. you're looking waist up at the ball attacking the basket. Oh, no, but what actually happened there is he levitated above the baseline. That's why I didn't call, because he is an angel. You guys also are forgetting that these uh, officials are degenerate gamblers. (laughs) Love to make a cover happen. uh, (laughs) Speaking of covers, my best of the week, Dennis Schroeder. That was going to be my worst, but keep going. (laughs) Team (laughs) is down three. Barely any time left. Open shooters to his left. Open shooter to his right. Dribbles it down, lays it in. Cleaner. Than anything you've ever seen with 0.9 seconds remaining. God, that was beautiful. <laughs> God, that was be- That's tanking beauty right there. Schroeder went for the cover and not the tie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm perplexed about this play on a couple reasons because with two minutes left, he performed a maneuver that I recognized on Twitter as being incredible gamesmanship. Oh, they, yeah. They made a bucket with 229. Yeah, and he then, just rolled it up. Well, he slowly doesn't go to inbounds the basketball, which mm, I've yeah. long maintained. I have done this in church league, John. Wow. Like, oh, we're winning. Uh, I'm just let the clock run out because you there's, there's no stop clock. You are despised by your fellow man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gamesmanship. But anyway, so he runs off 15 seconds of the yeah, game clock. It took Devin Booker a long time to figure that out. Uh, and rolls it up. So I'm like, oh, this is great. They, they were up eight at that point. So they were up eight with 2.15 left. But then maybe, uh, maybe someone whispered in his ear, hey, uh, it's time to get the tank on. And they were playing the Suns, who are terrible. But you know what? I, I'm making fun of Schroeder, but they really almost scored in that point nine seconds. Yeah, I mean, it also if, if Marquise Chris doesn't make a heck of a play. Well, that also was a terrible pass by Schroeder as right. well. The, the alley oop was on target and right. thrown with the proper uh, momentum or velocity on the pass. Chris cannot make the incredible play, so. It wasn't yeah, instead gr- of giving it a, a Chris Paul, he gave it more of a Mike Conley. It, it wasn't a great finish to to the play. Anyway, opposite of steak and eggs, what is your cream of wheat worst of week? Well, for me, and this is some real basic Baylesian stuff, but it pained me for Isaiah Thomas not to play against the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you have to do you know the every other game minutes limit stuff. Just rest him one more game and start the IT era against the Celtics. Please, God. Do it for ratings. Do it for the fans. Do it. Just do it. No, I like it. Why? They're saving it for later. They're like, we're not. We that doesn't br- make any sense. We, no, we want to bring Isaiah Thomas along. We don't want to put him in a position to have this huge national TV pressure-packed game against his old team when he's still working his way back into basketball. It makes sense to me. It's like the, uh, if David's, you're going to switch over to David Stern would have punished them for this. Well, I think, I mean, and I hate to give Tyloo credit, but like, you know, it seems like a smart play to not give your potential Eastern Conference Finals uh, matchup uh, any more film. 
It does on make you sense, and, your team. and it makes me sound like Skip Bayless, but I really, really yeah, I it was that, it was bad for the consumer. Yes, I really, no, really I agree with you. It. But yeah, it's you know it's part of it, and he he needs to rest. He's you know he's a small man, brittle brittle <laughs> small man, small mammal. Uh, he's a small mammal. <laughs> he's and a lemur. So yeah, I he's think a marmot. It'll, what was great was uh, uh, after the Celtics Cavs game, the uh, Marcus Smart went to go give Isaiah a hug, right, and then was going to pat him on the head, and you can see him stop mid. Like <laughs> mid pat because Isaiah hates getting patted on the head as a, <laughs> as a smallman. He's like Adrian Beltre, right? <laughs> <laughs> so my my worst of the week, I would uh, normally go with how incredible the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers looked in a very small sample good size. Grief, unstoppable uh, force. Even Dwayne Wade looked good, but uh, I'm going to go with a little something off the beaten path here uh, on the Bulls' uh, social media. They have uh, what is called cooking. Or uh, Nikola Marotic's kitchen, and uh, on this uh, web episode, he was uh, making what could only be described as a horrific, horrific sandwich, which is jelly and mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you don't even show that. Guess what you're eating on a video next week? Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. (laughs) You You did it to yourself, a Miritich face blaster. What you know about banana and mayonnaise on Um, the side of rum punch? (laughs) Yeah, and then he was uh dipping Oreos in orange juice. Oh, this is all just now. I want to punch him. Yeah, it's uh some Montenegrin nonsense. Team Portis. I don't know what is going on in that uh, former Soviet bloc. The more we find out, the more we side with Bobby Portis. Oh, OG Bobby Portis is the one I am always on the side. Of. Although it has been proven, proven indisputably, Nikola Mirotic is the best basketball player in the world on planet Earth currently. M- my worst thing also feels like something from the first take set. I don't think the Lakers should be wearing Minneapolis jerseys, let alone when they're playing in Minnesota. Yeah. Let alone when both teams are wearing blue. I don't get it. Come on. Both teams can't wear blue. The Lakers' hubristicness is, like, it has just reached a level that's, to me, like, it's hit the, it was on the way, I was on the bad spectrum, but now it's, like, so hysterical that it now it's delightful and very enjoyable. It's like Will Smith's, uh... The Mamba uniforms? Yeah, it's a career Oh, I gotta give credit to one of the hosts of Locked on Lakers, Anthony Irwin, was on uh, another podcast, the Jump Ball podcast, with friend of the show, Mo Dakil. Anyway, if you followed all that, Anthony Irwin, who covers the Lakers, is also similarly really bothered by this deification of Kobe Bryant. He thinks it's embarrassing for his proud and storied Laker franchise. It's extremely embarrassing. He says, we have all these incredible players. We have this large history of awesome, awesome players. Why are we going nuts why do we have a Kobe Bryant jersey? This is ridiculous. I want him yeah. to. I want him to have Eddie Jones night. Yeah, <laughs> just go <laughs> all out. Let Nick man, Van Exel. Everyone man, wears let, two. Was he two? Everyone wear Nick Van Exel jerseys. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, just why? Yeah, why do we have a snakeskin jersey? Yeah. This is crazy. And also, when you're going into Minneapolis, do not wear their jerseys That's when all. you left this. You left the state and and left them without a team for decades upon decades. But this is all a plan from Adam Silver. It's like Silver. if they play the the Nuggets, they're they're like all going to dress like hotel employees. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all. I mean, this is. I was thinking more about the Jazz going back in New Orleans. But John, you took me there. Yeah, I'm that sorry. works too. That was uh, That's kind of yeah. So that's our worst thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Real Love quick, uh, scattered some other covers. We bounce around the league. That's one more. Is still shooting 
from the field at two at as, a, as a shooting guard. The Pelicans are still top three in the NBA in three point percentage, he and, and Wayne, Drew Holiday isn't even shooting that well. He and Wayne Ellington need to have like pistols at dawn. Most surprising and terrifying shooting performance. They, the if they're not in the three point contest this year, that's a travesty. <laughs> and J- Jalen Brown. We need to see more. Oh, we, oh you the, mean you mean uh, you probably Jason mean, Tatum. Yeah, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. I always I mix those two kids up. There's a lot of guys in the way we we've mentioned them. Wayne Apparently Ellington Brad needs to does be <laughs> in the uh, three point shootout contest. Another guy uh, who was wide open on that dinner shooter play. Oh yeah, Tareen Waller Prince uh-huh. was he the man wide open? Who was he's also shooting? I think forty three. If you ever watch that clip, uh, watch for Malcolm Delaney's reaction. The Malcolm, <laughs> the Malcolm Delaney puts us just points with both hands at Turing Prince. <laughs> they they put both their hands up. Then when they oh man, I can't. You got to watch that. You got to watch that Suns. The end of that Suns Hawks game. Schroeder ball. JJ Barea over the last like seventeen games, captaining the lineup of doom in Dallas. Well, he's averaging over seven assists per game. Yeah, Alonzo Ball numbers. Yeah, maybe Ricky Rubio like transferred his essence to JJ Barea. Oh, I also saw. probably have the same. JJ, maybe he's. Maybe Ricky Rubio is J.J. Barea's blood boy. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I also saw a thing where uh, Ricky Rubio, his wind shares are lower than Sheldon Max were last year. Ooh. Ricky Rubio. On the Jazz. Awful. You want to hear a weird stat? Um, Always. Is, guess who Andre Drummond is shooting a better free throw percentage than? Oh, my. Andrew Wiggins. Oh. By a, a tenth of a percentage point. Y'all don't understand the long-tested and long-storied history of Kansas Jayhawks being the worst free-throw shooters ever. It doesn't make sense. Does it start with Will Chamberlain? Ah, it, it does now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can we go? Uh, can we do the hot take? Is Andrew Wiggins garbage? <sighs> like, what is he? What is he going to be in the league? Is he, he Rudy is Gay? Rudy Gay. Okay. He's Rudy Gay without the uh, intangibles. Right. And deflections and rebounds. He's probably more explosive, can jump a little better. I mean, he had that incredible clutch streak earlier in the season, which was nice. But if you're asking me, does him taking – because I think he still leads him in field goal attempts. That's nuts. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler does. but Him taking away that many shots from Carl Anthony Towns, who despite we've, you know, flogged him for his D all year, Carl Anthony Towns is a – Nightmare Borderline offense. unstoppable offensive player. He yeah. takes he does take more shots than Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. mm-hmm. who is just sitting there with something like twelve or thirteen shots per game. Right. Which is crazy because his his true shooting percentage in his career is I think over sixty percent. I mean he's their best three point shooter and their best post up player. Maybe give him the ball. But the the Timberwolves are looking good, looking strong. Yep. I am filled with some regret that John talked me into taking the under. I'm sorry. After I took the over. <laughs> it's going to be a close one. That was my slam dunk under. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, also, the Clippers, as predicted by Mo Dekeel on this podcast, Clippers going on a bit of a run. Do we think any of that's going to maintain? No. Lou <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Williams is scoring in bunches, and you know. and Austin Rivers is scoring in bunches. They had a game against the Grizzlies where they had like thirty-eight and thirty-six. Uh, well, well uh, uh, Austin insane. Rivers missed the someone named. Who is that Williams guy? Uh, CJ Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah. I think he had 18. Played really well. On, on his two-way contract. When they aren't starting guys like CJ Williams and like Jawan. What's his name? Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans. Yeah, those are my favorite Star Wars characters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when they're not starting guys like that, every time you look out at, at the players that the they put out there, you're like, those are pretty awesome basketball players. <laughs> I, I, even when I watch them, I feel like Milos Teodosic is playing terribly. I'm yeah. watching him being like, this guy is awful. I love him because he looks like one of my buddies. But 
Wow. They're winning when he plays. Your buddies look like Eastern European, Eastern Promises gangsters. Mm. Yeah, my, my buddies are more of like the... Uh, His beard looks painted on. The, 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 mid, the mid-American hipster version. Of, uh, of, of I don't. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't, well, you say hipster, I say homeless. <laughs> Very fine line. That's what we've uh, we've run into that mm-hmm. uh, many many times. All right, moving on to the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. You should pay Just attention. Just give it to Aaron Gordon. Just do it now. Well, we have. Do it live. We have two weeks worth to fly through. Oh, geez. Do it live! We can't even mess around with honorable mentions for the seven days around Christmas. Presented chronologically, and these are easy to figure out, because the best answer comes first. Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, yeah. 0 for Porzingis. 11. Yeah. 0 for 11 Porzingis and a win against the Celtics. 1.5 board, one assist, two turnovers, 4% of fouls. Also Michael nominated. Michael MVP. Brad Beal, two for 15 and a loss to the Nets. Four points, two boards, five assists. Chris Dunn, one for 12. You have been playing great, Chris Dunn. How many steals did he have, though? Not on this night. He only had he had no steals on this night what? as well. Two points, two rebounds, seven assists. So for week one, Chris Stapps Porzingis, 0 for 11. Brad Beal, two for 15. Chris Dunn, one for 12. Come on down, Porzingis. Get your... I shop. I'll Stapps. second Stapps. it. I'll Good. second it. That All Jen right. Seltzer making them knees weak. I do not like Chris Stapps being in this hallowed hall. Now for the last seven days, our second I shop award giving out on, given out on this episode. Honorable mention, James Harden going seven for 27. That's a lot of shot attempts, but he also had 34 points going 15 Ooh. for 15 from the line. Kyle Kuzma in a loss to the Grizzlies. Four for 24 Nine points, eight boards, one assist, two steals. Tareen Waller-Prince in the game. He was left wide open. Maybe Schroeder knew what he was doing. Hey now. He was two for 14, nine points, four boards, two assists. And Kevin Love in the Cavaliers' loss to the Celtics was one for 11, one of the big reasons they lost. Two points, five rebounds, two assists, no personal fouls. Maybe try playing defense. So Kyle Kuzma, four for 24. Tareen Waller-Prince, two for 14. Kevin Love, one for 11. Kuzma daddy. Hmm. I'm afraid so. That's it. Well, it was it was inevitable. He's a rookie. He's going to hit those, you know, nights where he's his legs chucker. are. <laughs> and he's a chucker. I got to say, looking at that incredible Kyle Kuzma line, four for 24, got me thinking, what other rookies would be allowed to take and miss so many shots? Is that a song? Oh, ding, clutch, Peter, Peter ding, clutch, Peter, Peter ding, clutch, Peter ding, clutch, Peter ding, clutch, Peter ding, clutch. All right, game of scones. Okay. In the basketball reference database, there are only 10 other rookies who have shot the ball at least 20 times, and this this is arbitrary cutoff is going to be, and only made... 22% or less of their shots. Mm-hmm. So these rookies... How far does this go back? Uh, our earliest one, you will never get, and it's from 1977. Hmm. No, 1964. Oh, dear God. You could get the <laughs> Hall of Famer. Yep. Anyway, these guys were allowed to shoot the ball a lot as rookies. That is your hint. Your game of scones is which rookies shot the ball 20 times in a game and made less than 22% of their shots Chuck, why don't you go first? I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony. That is correct. He went three for 20 as a rookie on the Nuggets. You've made me obsessed with the old one, but I'm not going to go there yet. 
Okay. Uh, let's do AI. Alan Iverson. Not correct. Oh! It's a strike for John. I'm going to do the old one. Oscar Robertson. Uh, no. Ugh. I appreciate you trying the hard one. That's a strike. I got to try. Elgin Baylor. No. Ah! Leave it alone. Okay. Don't touch it. Get the easier ones <laughs> All right, okay. that are still are with us. Um, Two strikes for John. I'm going down in flames, but you know what? We need to end this episode. This baby, this baby apocalyptic episode. <laughs> um, let's do Dwayne Wade. No. All right. Two strikes apiece. Michael Jordan. No. Michael Jordan was really good, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Stackhouse on the list? That's going to kill it, me. It, Stackhouse is not on the list. Okay. So for the sake of this episode, which... You don't know listening has taken forever. It's been three hours. Because the baby has just cried and cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give the, Chuck one more chance. Oh, Chuck, you, you want to walk off with style? Although he already has one correct. I do have one correct. Um, wow, one correct. Rookies with now. high scoring averages. Rookies with high scoring averages. Every one of these you're going to say, oh, yeah. Um, let's do Derek Rose. Oh, that's a great guess. But that is also a strike. So if you're playing long at home, the other rookies to do it, besides Kyle Kuzma... Donovan Mitchell, Ugh. this season, as he won an iShop award yes. for a 3 for that 21. One stings. That one stings. Tyreek Evans <sighs> had a 4 for 22. OJ Mayo had a 4 for 20. Elton Brand had a 4 for 21. These are harder than I thought they were going to be, honest. Stephen Marbury had a 5 for 23. Christian Leitner, with the only person to, sh- to shoot as many times as Kuzma, he was 5 for 25. And then and on the, the dream team. And then in the ungettable category... I think Lionel Simmons, three for 22. Richard Washington, who I don't know who that is. Dick Washington? Come on. In 19, oh, okay. In 1977, he had Chuck <laughs> Special, four for 20. Oh, yeah. And then Willis Reed was the really old one. Wow. Three, ah, that was four. hard. Yeah. I'm glad I got the eight. only one I don't feel bad. I feel bad about is Donovan Mitchell and Steph Marbury. Yeah. That's the other ones I'm just I kinda like, thought wow. You, I kind of thought you guys might have gotten the OJ Mayo, OJ Evans. I kind of erased OJ Mayo's rookie year out of like like <laughs> serious was, PTSD. Why? Why? <laughs> he why? was great. Yeah, eighteen points per game, playing thirty-seven minutes. Well, anyway, place Kevin Love is par fadeaway as we wrap up. No Grizz epilogue because of baby John and I will cover it next week with more resolutions for the Western Conference. Par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? Party people, wake up the baby. Party people. Just we got a watch party. We have a Grizzlies watch party. If you're in the Nashville area, the day you hear this episode, it'll be Friday night, the Washington Wizards. A late start, a nationally televised ESPN game. Please, nationwide audience, do not watch us. Mm-hmm. Poor mm-hmm. Grizzlies, however. But if you're local, come on down. If you're local, yeah. come on down, because those you. happy hours are incredible oh, at yeah. Double Dog's Sylvan Heights. Drink specials, and hey, Chuck might not be drinking, but that just means more for us. Yeah. I usually drink. I them promise dry. you, Keith is. We'll be giving you some scarves, some Star Wars night grizzly lightsabers. Chuck's driving. Chuck's driving. Chuck GD is driving. So be out at Double Dogs. I'm also looking forward to, as we said, Isaiah Thomas returning, and then in the far distance future, Grizzlies epilogue. I'm looking forward to the inevitable announcement that Mike Conley is not playing this season. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, but I love it. So, you guys, if you want to support our program, please go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, Twitter, at fastbreakbreak. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, 
Breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fair break, break, man. You understand?